Welcome to Time of Restoration Broadcast. We are so happy that you have tuned in and pray that something will be said to bless you, encourage your heart, lift your spirit, and increase your faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. For this is the day that the Lord hath made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in this day. This is the day that the Lord hath made. A new day. A day that gives us the privilege to serve him, to worship him, to love him, and to obey him. What a privilege we have today. I'm, I'm teaching on prayer and I'm thinking about the fact that so many times we, uh, so many things we do not receive because of the fact that we don't, do not always carry it to the Lord in prayer. We forfeit a lot of benefits because we do not take it to the Lord in prayer. We have such a privilege and an honor that in so many nations, they just cannot worship God you know, where they are. They have to go into hiding. But thank God that we are yet in America, even though things are happening and you can see gradually what the enemy is trying to do. But at the present time, we have the privilege and the honor and the right to worship our true and living God. What a blessing that is. What a blessing that is. I will be opening... Uh, this morning or this evening, whatever time you are listening, I will be reading the first 10 verses of Psalms 105. Psalms 105. And it reads like this. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Sing unto him, sing psalms unto him. Talk ye of all his wondrous works. Glory ye in his holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face evermore. Remember his marvelous works that he hath done, his wonders, and the judgments of his mouth. O ye seed of Abraham, his servant, ye children of Jacob, his chosen. He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. He hath remembered his covenant forever. The word which he commanded to a thousand generations. Which covenant he made with Abraham and his oath unto Isaac and confirmed the same unto Jacob for a law and to Israel for an everlasting covenant. What a powerful Psalms. That Psalms is, is giving us the uh, ability, you know, it says, 
to give thanks, giving us the privilege to give thanks to the Lord and 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 proclaim His greatness. That's how it reads in the NIV, or not the NIV, but the Living uh, Translation. It says, "Give thanks to the Lord and proclaim His greatness." In other words, let us, you know, declare His goodness. God is good, not sometimes, but He's good all of the time. And every time we can seize the moment, we should be able to testify to someone or share with someone the wondrous works of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We thank God because uh, that the people of Israel, you know, they witnessed his wondrous works when he parted the Red Sea for them to cross over. If God seems far away, it says, persist in your search for him. God rewards those who sincerely look for him. In Hebrews eleven six, it tells us that, you know, those that diligently seek him, those that diligently seek him, uh, Jesus promises to keep, promised, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. And that is in Matthew 7 and 7. Hebrews 11 and 6 tells us how we should diligently seek the Lord. I'm going to find that scripture because I need to read that. Hebrews 11 6. And it reads, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. But he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So we are to seek the Lord diligently. And when we do, we are rewarded for seeking him. That's why Matthew 7 and 7 says, you know, knock and the doors should be opened. Seek and ye shall find. You see, and we have not because we ask not. The writer of this psalm suggested a valuable way to find God. Become familiar with the way he has helped his people in the past. The Bible records the history of God's people. And searching its pages, we will discover a loving God who is waiting for us to find him. Oh my goodness. Give thanks to the Lord and proclaim his greatness. Let the whole world know what he has done. Let people know what he has done in your life. If you were once a sinner, lost, on your way to hell, and you, you know, received Jesus' finished work on Calvary's cross, and now you are a new creation, share it with someone. Let, the, let people know the wondrous works that God has done in you. Hallelujah. Because all of us that were, were wretched and undone, 
the fact that we accepted his finished work and when we did, we became a new creation to serve God, to live for him, to obey him, to worship him, to magnify his name. Hallelujah. What a privilege and an honor. Father God, as I go before your throne of grace, I pray, oh God, that uh, you will forgive me uh, of anything that I might have done that was not according to your will, uh, as I pray that it would not hinder this prayer. I thank God for the opportunity that I have to enter into the most holy of holies, where at one point only the high priest could, and they could only do it annually and atone for the sins of the people. But God, you saw that that was not going to be sufficient and you prepared your son to come and die for me and for all of us that were wretched and undone. What a privilege. What a master plan of redemption. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God, we thank you. You know that we were nothing but grass. We are nothing but dust. You know our frailty. And Lord, we thank you, God, that you made a way for us that we will not have to die and go to hell. Because God commended his love toward us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And we are so grateful. God, today we are lifting up leaders of nations all over the world. We are lifting up, oh God, our president. We are lifting up our world's condition in the, in the United States. God, you see and you know. Today we are lifting up leaders of churches, pastors, the body of Christ, continually to unite us. We continually to pray uh, for those pastors that are losing hope, losing that stamina, those that are now, you know, compromising with the culture and accepting and, and, and are in agreement with whatever the people are saying should be done instead of what God has set in motion that should and should not be done. God, we are praying for those pastors that they will not lose heart and will not faint, that they will not grow weary that they will not get tired of doing the right things. God, we are praying for the peace of Jerusalem. We are praying for war-torn areas such as Ukraine and parts of Nigeria and different parts of the countries we know not of. God, we are praying again and asking that you would just be in comfort bereaved families everywhere. God, we thank you for your goodness. We are continually lifting up Brother uh, Michael Smith and his family. And God, we are asking that you would sustain them and comfort them and be with them. Lord, today we're praying for the sick and the shut-in, those that are in hospitals, those that are home, under caregivers. God, we are praying not only for the sick, but also for the caregivers. Lord, today we're lifting up Mother Gilbert. Touch her body, strengthen her, and build her up. We are praying for Restoration Christian Fellowship Church. We are praying for our assistant pastor and all the ministers and the deacons and every member. We are praying for our daycare and the parents, the staff, God. 
We are praying, O oh God, that on the 27th of January, I'm lifting up our first evangelistic service. Our guest speaker is Pastor Ralph Graves of Cornerstone Community Church in Vineland. God, we are lifting him up in advance, preparing us, O oh God, for that evangelistic service. And Lord, we are welcoming those that need deliverance, those that need salvation, those that need healing. You are welcome to come to that evangelistic service. February, January the 27th at 7 p.m. Invite someone, encourage someone to come out with you and be a part of that service. We are believing God to save souls, to set free, and to deliver. God, we are thank you, thanking you, oh God, for what you're going to do that night and what you're going to do in the future. God, we come against the spirit of murder, assault, and rape. We are praying that robbers and rapists will be apprehended, thieves, pedophiles, that they would be apprehended. We are praying for our community, our local governors and mayors. We are praying that your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. So we're going to be continuing our teaching on prayer. Uh, last week uh, and the week before I started with prayer, first starting with Peter and John when they were walking and going into the temple to pray. It was that time of prayer that they were going into the temple and there was a man that was laying on his feet that was asking for prayer and asking, you know, that they would, you know, heal him and and so right away they said to him, you know, silver and gold, you know, because he was a person that people would give alms to. Uh, he laid, you know, there at the gate and people would give alms to him. And so they readily said, silver and gold we do not have, but such as I have, give I to you. And they told him to get up, rise up in the name of Jesus and walk talking about the effectiveness of prayer, you know, um, because they were going up to pray, and they were, I'm sure, because they were already prayed up, the spirit of prayer and healing was already operating in and through them, so all he, all they had to do is tell the man to rise up and walk, and that's what he did, and last week, we were talking about how they prayed before they selected deacons of the church but they had to be full of the holy ghost so they could do the daily operations of the church now today i'm going to be going to psalms 18 and i'll be reading and it says and he spake a parable unto them to this end that men ought always to pray and not to faint saying that was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. 
And there was a widow in that city. And she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of my adversary. And he would not for a while. But afterward he said within himself, Though I feel not, though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? And he spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. So, this was a woman that went before an unjust judge, but she prayed consistently. She prayed to the point that, you know, she revered him. And he says, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. And the word troubleth there means that uh, as reducing his strength, his strength was being reduced. It's, it's, an, it's an analogy uh as reducing the strength. So you know she really worried him that he was losing his strength and getting weary. So she continued to pray until that judge made up his mind that he was going to avenge her of her adversaries. She was a widow and she needed Uh, help. She needed support. So we see that in that first verse, he says, men ought always to pray and not to faint. So, but then she had to face this unjust judge. I don't know what you're facing today and what you are up against. You know, many times in life, people will come to you and they begin to share what's, what they are against and they go on and on and on. And then when you ask them, well, have you prayed about it? And the first thing they will say, oh, never even thought to pray about it. That's why the Lord tells us we should pray about everything, everything that concerns us. You know, the scripture says we have not because we ask not. And when we pray, we need to pray in the name of Jesus. So here, when you find yourself faced in a dilemma, don't get in a tether and just start gabbing and talking and talking and talking. Talk unless you first talk to God. You know, we sing this song sometimes as an old hymn. 
Oh, let us have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about your trouble. He will hear your faintest cry, and he will answer by and by. Say, I feel the prayer wheel turning, and I know the fire is burning. Just a little talk with Jesus will make it right. So when you find yourself in a dilemma, don't do a lot of talking about it, complaining about it, but begin to pray about it. And don't faint, because the Bible says men ought always to pray and not to faint. Because as you pray, prayer changes things. Prayer changes the hearts of people, kings, judges. It is evident right here in this book. He changed the heart of this judge that he was able to avenge her of her adversaries. So isn't that a blessing? Isn't that, isn't that a good thing to know? That you don't have to succumb to uh, uh, the obstacles that you are facing, but you can begin to pray and seek God's face to overcome every obstacle and, and, and press in and press in. Hallelujah. What a blessing. And so it says in verse uh, 8, it says, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. It wasn't going to be a long time working out for her. He said, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. And he spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Well, when you know who they were, they were the Pharisees because they, they were very hypocritical. They were very self-righteous and they despised others, you know. Uh, because right after that, he goes on to share about two men in verse 10. It says, then, it says, two men went up into the temple to pray. The one a Pharisee and the other a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself. God, I thank thee that I am not as other men. Uh, extortioners, unjust, adulterers or even as this publican. I fast twice in the week, I give tithes of all that I possess. And the publican standing afar off would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And the scripture goes on to say, I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other, for everyone that exalted himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. So you see here, two men went up into the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a publican. And in verse 9 he says, And I spake this parable regarding the woman unto certain which trusted in themselves, that they were righteous and despised others. So he was he was here 
uh, uh, identifying this Pharisee that despised the publican and was going to brag about all the things that he did religiously. And the Lord said, the publican was justified. He went to his house justified. But the other one sure went to his house, the Pharisees, without his prayers being answered because he was arrogant and cocky. So you know, the Bible tells us we ought not to even think more highly of ourselves than we ought. But if you humble yourself, he will exalt you. The importance of prayer. Men ought to always pray and faint not. And thank God that when we come to Jesus, not exalting ourselves, but praying honestly, we will be justified just like that publican that smoked his chest. And as he smoked his chest, he talked about the fact that he was a sinner and he needed a savior. He went home justified. So tonight or this morning, if you are listening to this broadcast and you have not accepted Jesus as your personal savior, you want to be able to, you know, go to your parents or your friends or your loved ones and let them know I am coming to you now, a person that is now justified because I have prayed to Jesus and have asked him to come into my heart. Oh, what a day. What a day of rejoicing. What a day to start a new journey. So if you would like to accept Jesus as your personal Savior, pray this prayer with me. Father God, I believe in your son. I believe that he died on the cross that I might be saved. Lord, I am asking you in the name of Jesus to forgive me of all my sins, to justify me, sanctify me, and purify me. Write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Be my Lord, my Master, and my Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, let someone know that you accepted Jesus as your personal Savior. If you're out there and you are a backslider, all you need to do is repent and ask the Lord to restore the joy of your salvation. Come home. Go back to your local assembly. Go back to your church and let someone know, <laughs> I once was lost, but now I am found. Hallelujah. That you've been restored and began this new journey. If you need additional prayer, call us at 856-629-0601.
Don't forget on Friday, January the 27th, our evangelistic service will be held at 7 p.m. 403 Andrews Road, Sicklerville, New Jersey, 08081. Always remember to tell someone about Jesus. Be blessed.